1: Welcome to another High Resolution. I'm Seamus Byrne, back with an interview. While I was down in Melbourne recently, I got to actually catch up with... Uh, behind the scenes at Fortress, Melbourne. So the new company that is setting up new venues all about uh, bringing kind of esports entertainment to life in a, a bar format, not just an internet cafe. Um, they're putting in a massive arena complex with 200 seats that converts back and forth. We go into lots of details. I spoke to them as part of writing an article for the Australian Financial Review. Uh, And this interview goes a lot deeper into more of the technical details that I think esports lovers and games lovers are going to be interested in. So they were very happy for me to share the larger context conversation. So here it is for you. I'm speaking to the CEO, John Satterley, and the Dell General Manager for Australia, Ben Jackson. So here I am at Fortress in Melbourne, uh, while it's still under construction, talking about the launch that is coming up soon. Obviously, Fortress now, um, I imagine a couple of years of of development, maybe more than a couple. Um, Now we're getting really close to... To go time, um, you know how quickly has the journey ramped up towards the end here, and you know how ready do you feel to actually see this thing kick off?
2: Yeah, uh, well, frighteningly quickly. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I often liken everything to being. Uh, we've we've gone and built ourselves an A three hundred and eighty from <laughs> scratch without knowing exactly the blueprints, but we built one. And now we're screaming down a runway at, and we've hit about 300 k's an hour. <laughs> and um, there's about 50 k's an hour faster to get and there's about another couple of hundred metres of runway and the hand's on the throttle and that plane is getting up. And someone's turned around and said, are the parachutes in the <laughs> No, it's more, get that fire engine off the tarmac. <laughs> you know, there's a pothole. No, we, there's yeah, we've cleared most of the burning rubble off the tarmac and the plane is just screaming down that runway, so... Yeah. It's real close. Yeah. Mm. Um, So, you know, uh, let's talk about the partnership
1: a little bit. You know, how important was it for you to make sure you found, uh, you know, the right partner, a good partner to work with in terms of hardware? Because as much as we talk about, I think, Fortress as a venue concept, Mm. um, clearly the tech
2: has to kind of lead the experience in a lot of ways. So, from the very beginning, um, as we, two, two and a half years ago, working through our business model, there are, all these different things we need to hit um, in terms of ideas and, and concepts and, and appeal for customers um, and for different segments. And one in particular is for that passionate, um, hardcore gamer and people who identify as gamers and want to get better as gamers. We knew that what we had to have in the venue was the very best machines. It's a, it's a draw card for a whole segment of folks who are looking to play on the, you know, the best you can get because we know that lots of people have got hardware, quality gear at home. And, we're, you know, our model relies on sort of renting PCs and using them as part of the, you know, why would you get out of the home and um, get off the couch and come to us if we weren't, for this particular group, providing the absolute ultimate in PC technology? So that was the, the thinking and, and and it was integral to the business model. So then we went out and said, well, who who who, are, who should we be partnering with? And top of the tree is the company that's the, the, the famed you know, Alienware brand that is at the top of that tree and everyone knows is the um, the premium gaming PC hardware brand. Um, so it was an obvious choice to start that conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, Ben, I imagine,
1: um, you know, I can, obviously there'd be you know, lots of kind of details and things to work through, but it feels like a good fit. So I imagine, I guess, when you get that call, you think, we want to make
2: this work. Yeah, I, I, we talked two years ago at PAX. Yeah, I cold carded you when I was yeah. at Village Roadshow because I, I, I didn't really have those connections, and I no. think I just came up to your PAX stall, maybe even two, three, maybe is three. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. just handed you, it was when I was at Village and said, yeah. "Hey, um, can we talk?" Yeah, just with a, yeah. just, just with a
3: business card. And I think at PAX does some good business. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and and I think it, it was we talked about it then, and, and look, you know, you, you hear the you hear ideas all the time, yeah. but um, this particular one resonated well. And when you think about what PAX offers, you know, to a to a gamer once a year, uh, in Australia, and you know, from the casual gamer to the the, the high performance gamer to everyone in between, um, you know, PAX is a great symbolism of everything that uh, a gamer wants. Yeah. Um, but it's only once a year, and to start talking about uh, something that really pushes forward. Uh, gaming in Australia and the options for gamers in Australia both again casual and professional yeah uh, or close to professional it just made a lot of sense um yeah. so you're absolutely right when we had the first discussion it was very interesting although in its infancy we just kept in touch right? yeah it
2: was just a, it was just a pretty crude deck and, <laughs> yeah uh,
3: no didn't have a company I mean it
2: was when I was at village so we didn't yeah. actually have a and the fortress name wasn't even born no. then yeah but it was, it was just, an idea it was, yeah it was just a more than a thought bubble, but certainly, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we'd yet brought in our architects and everything else. We yeah. were still just working through what it meant to build a premium games venue and eSports venue in the city. That yeah. was sort of the beginning of the idea. And
1: so what? Um, what's the core of the inspiration for what Fortress is going to be? Because it feels like, again, you know, we've heard of sports bars or we've heard of, you know, small venues and different things. Yeah. What was it that you felt like this is going to be the
2: core of yeah. what Fortress is all about? Uh, well, it speaks to our purpose as a business, which we say is we, we're building homes for all gamers. So, and, and our tagline is a home for gamers or welcome home or gamers, your home. And that, um, for us, connotes this idea that uh, this is your second home if you're a passionate um, uh, player of games. And we do think about it as being all sorts of games from hardcore PC gaming competitive esports right through to tabletop and RPG and board games, everything in between, it's a home for you. So that that was the, that's the sort of, it's our business purpose yeah. and what yeah. we talk about as a team, but it then I think um, quite nicely sort of resonates out in the market that this is a place where, you know, and we also think about people as, you know, there's a lot of folks who um, we sort of see as games curious or we also think yeah. about everybody's a gamer yeah. and we don't discount the idea that, Um, you know, people who play mobile games and other sorts of games um, or just casually play on a PC are precluded from this. Mm. You know, we really sort of strove in our thinking and our modelling to say for this to be successful, it needs to be for everybody and needs to crack a mainstream code and not just be that sort of, you know, um, destination for just the, the, the small percentage of folks who are, you know, 10-hour-a-day yeah, serious yeah. gamers. We want them, we yeah. love them, but we actually want this to become what we call a, a mainstream alternative. So the way we think about that is it's Friday night, there's lots of things you can do. You can go to cinemas, you can go bowling, you can go you know, mini golf or the pub or the footy or whatever. One of our real powerful aspirations is quickly we want our venue and the idea of live social game playing. To enter that choice list for the mainstream, you yeah. know the hardcore games will come. Yeah, people who have got all those things they could be doing now, we're on that list. Yeah, and that means they'll come and check us out. Yeah, yeah. so we're really working hard to build that mainstream appeal and, yeah. and make
3: live social game playing something that people think of doing. Yeah, and I think I think that that mainstream point is so important. Yeah, you know some of the data that we've got uh, from surveys that we've done uh, uh, across the globe, I think it's sixty percent now casual game and and PCs is the biggest part of that although obviously it's a booming segment you know with regards to uh you know uh, handheld but yeah. but but essentially um it's real it's it's already happened gaming yeah. is mainstream what's going on in this venue i think denotes that yep and um it's 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 just exciting to be able to finally put a place that is a home for a gamer yeah. in australia but but more importantly I, you know, this is this is probably the biggest thing that I've seen in the Southern Hemisphere, and when we were debating it in anywhere, possibly the globe. Yeah. You know, so so it's 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 a first, and it really is showing that there are a lot of gamers out there, or consumers will say, yeah, that actually want to interact. I mean, it's finally like Pax does; it's giving a face to gamers again. You know, yeah. they now have a place to go, and uh, and just interact and talk about what they love uh, or, you know, yeah. play at any particular level and eat food, drink and, and, yeah. and, and watch live sports, the whole gamut. live esports. It's that's the right. whole gamut yeah. and it's, that's exciting.
2: And, and I think that, you know, it's interesting about because, you know, you're involved in games and understand it that yeah. this is hiding in plain sight, right? Yeah. The, the idea, say, even in an AFR article that it's somehow a niche that we're bringing, it, uh, you know, bringing life to a niche, <laughs> yeah. I actually think that's mm-hmm. not the right because, you yeah. know, we all know Call of Duty and, you know, um, Red Dead Redemption 2, these franchises in a weekend do sort of Hollywood business for the year. yeah. And yet what is funny is that in the mainstream, mainstream press and media, you often see chatter about, you know, I don't know, The Bachelorette or My Kitchen Rules might capture like a whole page of the newspaper, yeah. and yet Cyberpunk seven seven might yeah. not get that level of yeah. – but way more people are playing that than are watching Channel 9 or 10. Yeah. so uh, Yeah,
1: I think we've, we've, there's definitely an issue of you know, editorial leadership at some media outlets is very negative towards games in a way that actually
2: the wider culture is not.
1: No, yeah, it's that,
2: completely mainstream. Yeah. So we're not, yeah, we, we're not seeing ourselves as a, like a niche play. We see it as really just lifting the curtain on what's happening all yeah. around us all day long, every night.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's
2: a good point seeing, you know,
1: at the uh, the fortnight event at the Australian Open there that mm. it was another one of those examples where you sort of see so many parents who brought a kid along and they walk through the door and they have their aha moment that they realise, oh, it's not what I've always been led to think it is. Um, it feels like that something like this might help to be one of those spaces where someone can walk in in a way that they you know that they're not feeling as intimidated as going to a kind of other kind of specialist space yes. but that they'll walk in because someone said meet me here for a drink and then they'll start to see that it's okay for them to love the things they love Spot on. absolutely <laughs> yeah because
3: they finally see physically how many people? Because it, it it makes a big difference when you see things physically. We just yeah. didn't look downstairs, and yeah. when you see the size of, of the venue, you start to really understand just how big an investment this is. But how how real, uh, you know, the opportunity is, and what it just really shows what the what the Australian gamer really wants, yeah, which yep. is a home, yeah, and and a place to feel, yeah. You know, Included, yeah. yeah, and for
2: those who are games curious or like might wouldn't have dreamt of going to a, a venue that might be um, considered like a, a, a home for gamers. What we what we've really um, focused on and instilled even in the culture and in the hiring process of a, a quite a lot of staff we're putting on quickly to be our customer service attendants is this idea that everyone's welcome. We embrace yeah. newcomers. We're, there's just this this whole you know maligning of noobs and all yeah. of that. None of that. It's yeah. verboten it's yeah. all about if um, four women came in who had barely played any games before who just heard about this place maybe they're in their 30s or 40s and co- kind of maybe even look a tiny bit lost if they are like oh we're trying to that i love that that is yeah. exactly we just pound you know grab them and make them sort of fans and and, and embrace mm. that as much as we embrace the hardcore gamers because yeah. we want to like help people like like soft landing into this culture. If yeah, we, if yeah, we
1: can. yeah. I mean, how important was for the launch space to actually achieve this kind of a scale of the rooms? Because having just done the walkthrough, it's like, you know, the, the tavern, the arena, all these spaces, mm. they feel really spacious in a way that, you know, when I've sort of, you think of gaming cafes and you think of esports bars, you know, that exist elsewhere, that yeah. it, it's usually very... Like, Not claustrophobic, like they feel very homey and their yeah. own thing, but it's this feels much more like a you know, a
2: I guess a more mainstream bar, yeah, yeah. indeed. Well, I guess we struck gold having the, the property available in that yeah, it took a us good many, point, many right? months to yeah. find. We, we were looking for over six months to find the right space, yeah, and we tried a few on in terms of got close to signing a lease a couple of times. Thank god we didn't because there was, you know, just it, it's hard to find this kind of space in yeah. the city. And you can see when you walk into the arena, no one would expect the ceilings of that height in a shopping centre in <laughs> yeah. the city. It's yeah. just so extraordinary that you get that. Mm. And so when we saw um, the space and Emporium, you know, showed us, kind of imagine what could be there. It was hard because Topshop was in there and there was a clothing retailer in the basement. You couldn't, with all their own fixtures, it was hard, but we could just look at the the, the kind of skeleton and go, oh, my God, we can actually now see yeah. the vision right through. And the the vision was <clears throat> it began initially very much about an eSports play because we partnered with Allied eSports in Vegas and we had this idea that, you know, they'd built the arena there at the Luxor Casino and eSports, especially two or three years ago and still today, of course, but it was so sort of um, on the tip of everybody's tongue and yeah. eSports was capturing the, the zeitgeist, you might say. still does, but really then... We were, let's build an esports arena. Yeah. But as we understood more and more and built the business model and thought more about it, we said, you know what? No, it's a home for games. It's yeah, a home yeah. for gamers. And now we got that space, we went, "Wow, we can actually realize the dream for yeah. for everyone, the yeah. mini packs idea. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. this is all of this stuff wrapped up under one roof." And that's when we went, "You know, what? that's why this we we think we can win here because it's the all sort of, you know, embracing it all um, riskier in the sense of you know, more dollars involved than, <laughs> yeah, yeah. than doing a small 20-PC cafe in a hole in the wall in the city, we could have gone down that route and we even talked originally <laughs> yeah. about an agile approach. Let's just quickly rent something, try 20 computers. But we said, no, to do this really at scale and to blow it up and make it just capture the headlines and to bring a serious partner in, you got to do it at that level, the, the bigger, the, the the more ambitious. And here we are today with all of those um, different areas now available for yeah. people who love games, yeah,
1: so how are you trying to and I guess probably good to ask you about this, Ben, but how do you feel you know in that process, I guess trying to get the balance right with with your own sort of branding and visibility so that you know clearly it can be a cynical crowd as well, you want to sort of make sure that people are seeing it in the right light, that you're here to support it, not necessarily just going. Um. Yeah. Let's stick a label on everything in the building Absolutely. so that.
3: <laughs> well, authenticity is key. Yeah. You know, you need to know your market and yeah. your and your audience, and we like to think we do at yeah. Alienware. You know, uh, people don't play hardware; they play games. Yep. Um. And, you know, for many many years, Alienware has always, you know, made. We we are gamers, and we make PCs for gamers. And I think you know earlier in the interview that was one of the probably critical reasons that. Yep. I think Fortress, you know, thought of us first, uh, and, and when you think about it, 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 it is it is a natural, uh, you know, link up. But it is very important to be authentic, mm. and the main thing you wanted. We we've been trying to strive to do is to create new experiences uh, for the for the for the Australian gamer, um, from the casual gamer to, the, to 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 the people that love esports you know they are both you know it's all it's it's a growing category in general yeah uh esports is growing as a as a as a medium to watch um so we just wanted to make sure we could create that for uh, and just proud that we could find a partner that actually right. brings that to life yeah. so yeah it's it, it's very important to be authentic yeah. um and the first thing is to think about what it, what does the audience want and then try and enable that And, um, yeah, and it's a great place for customers to really experience our product. I mean, you know, what better showroom than a a place that, you know, people can just go and play on our games in a casual environment and, and make a decision for themselves. Um, yes, we'll have someone there, you know, upstairs if they want to go talk about the products, um, in, in the, in the, in the foyer, but, but really they get a chance to come down on a Friday night with their friends. Enjoy a drink, a bit of food, uh, either watch esports, play games. You know, downstairs in any one of the rooms. But most importantly, it's a casual, fun environment. But they're getting to play on some of the best machines yep. that we possibly have. Yep. And th- that's 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 a fantastic opportunity for a brand.
1: Yeah. I mean, can you talk a little bit about how the different spaces? Because there's quite a few spaces there. Absolutely. How you know you you are kind of highlighting different levels of kit uh, in different parts of. The venue? yeah I,
3: I think the the main uh or well, the anchor of the overall establishment is uh our uh, anywhere aurora r9s which which essentially is our desktop pc yeah um, obviously all the accessories and and, and monitors to go with it or displays you know and you'll and you'll have different varied uh you know i guess specifications depending yeah. on the area um, we have some areas in the land cafe that uh Really, uh, kitted out with the best of the best, the, the the highest power we possibly have. So, if someone wants to come in and really test themselves and see how good am I yep. on on the best kit? Yep. Uh, now that we've got great connections and everything else that's in the venue yep. uh, with regards, so so latency's low. All that you know yeah, when yep. you're going, so so you really can see how do you perform with the best kit in the world. Uh, to other areas which still have very very good specifications, um, but they they're appealing to different audiences. Yeah. You know, right up to I guess what we call esports grade, which essentially, you know, may not have the bigger monitors because you don't want them. Yeah. Um, but they have the higher refresh rates, you know, high hertz and, you know, all the other things that go with that. And so, yes, we have thought about um, with Fortress. I mean, we, we, yeah. we, we work together on this yeah. uh, to really work out how can we bring it to life um, from a technology point of view, even, even to the point of the back end. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, a Del, it's a Dell technology solution. Yep. Um, not only have we we've got Alienware PCs on the floor, but we're also, we've are also we also worked hard with Fortress to get the right uh, back-end infrastructure Yeah. Uh, to, to make the entire solution work perfectly. Yeah. So um, And that's something we think is exclusive to us as, a, as Dell Technologies, let alone yeah. Yeah. our Alienware PCs. I
1: mean, it's a good point, isn't it, that actually, you know, <laughs> if someone else had done the back-end tech and then something's gone wrong, people would still look at your computer and probably blame you for the... Network going down. Absolutely. So why not own it?
2: Yeah. And we can. Yeah.
3: Because, yeah. you know, we're in a fortunate position with the suite of products from Dell uh, that we can we can do it and do it well. Yeah.
2: I mean, the blame, the the, blame, the idea things, you know, we know that especially in the first little while, we, there'll be, um, you know, bumps and speed wobbles and whatever, getting everything set up yeah. correctly. It's just, as you can see, such an extraordinary technical yeah. sort of um, feat of nature going yeah. on down there that uh, – yeah. yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be good as we uh, bake everything in. Yeah, it's never been done before in some parts yeah. of what we're doing. So, but you know, hearing
1: uh, Adam talking before about you know sharing details like having you know redundant fiber to two different exchanges—that's the kind of stuff right. we go. Okay, people know what they're doing, and that getting the networking right is fundamental yeah, to was. people's experience. Absolutely. Well, that was the first like question this. with
2: Emporium was. Can we get dedicated fibre in? And it was like that's a that's a stop yeah. go yeah. question, right? And there's been other places um, we've been looking at, we looked at, and outside of Victoria, and that's the first question. Yeah. And if it's no, then well, we move move on because yeah. you can't you can't do this without having dedicated fibre directly into the into yeah. the premises.
1: Here's a cool fact: a crocodile Ooh. can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. Um, so can you talk a little bit more about sort of how the I guess the business model is going to work aside from the you know come in and buy a drink yeah um yeah you know, so I've heard a little bit of talk about memberships ideas like this yes yeah. what kind of stuff is going to go on
2: well importantly to note it's free to get in yep. Um. so that and certain parts of the venue are always available for people to get in and certainly there is like the arena um, at the alienware arena you would potentially be buying tickets for a pro event or a, yep. something, a marketed pro- professional event or whatever yep. it might be. Or we might have a, we've got, as an example, Friday nights might be Friday night frags. It's sort of a, mm-hmm. an amateur sort of open yeah, and yeah. you might pay a little to, to enter yep and the prize money and whatever there. So there's models around ticketing and uh, event ticketing. There's models around food and drink, obviously. So there's two bars and two, or two kitchens. So lots of um, hopefully, you know, um, Everything from bubble tea to burgers and palmas and all that um, yep. going over the counter. You've got membership indeed. So we have different tiers of membership. We've got um, one membership called a power user, which is all about sort of um, joining and then getting a, a regular sort of sizable discount on your rate to use the PCs. Yep. And then there's a sort of more like a social user, a social membership we call the adventurer. And yep. that's more for the board gamers and the role-playing games oh, yeah, and cool. those. So there's two yeah. memberships there and we actually have just come up with a, a new membership that we devised only a month or so ago which was to meet the demand we've been getting from non-Melburnians who are big-time supporters and yeah. it's like a one-off annual membership fee where you get some merch and get a couple of four-hour passes, yeah. and so yes, if you're living in Sydney and you think package. yeah a package yeah over the year you think you're going to get to Melbourne, well you you buy this membership, you're supporting the business and you're also going to get a pretty good um, a discount on those hourly rates too. So there's that. There's um, so the membership, food and drink, uh, ticketed events. We've also got, obviously, the rental of the of the hardware is yep. part of the fundamental part of the um, business model. Yeah. Um, also, uh, there's some sponsorship, of course, as yeah. part of, like, backing certain events, whether it be a so, so-and-so cup or whatever that's happening uh, yeah, or yeah. working with universities, for instance, on a uni yeah. cup, that kind yep. of thing. Um, and we've also got a, a, an exciting initiative called the Fortress Academy, which is a big learning piece. Yeah, uh, cool. Where... It's some serious learning. It's all serious. But <laughs> yeah. I should correct myself there. Yeah, but it's everything from actual vocational learning, from you know, learn games coding right to obviously learn how to be a like how to be a better cod player. Yeah, yeah. and we're working with some um, people right now. Luke's sitting here is masterminding it all, bringing um, lecturers and teachers of games and code and all of that into the venue. So there's a model yeah, around great. that too. There's a few other things, but there that's a yeah, kind yeah. of a rough sweep of general business models so there's lots of different lines yeah because you couldn't just have like, an example there was when we were looking at originally as an esports venue only like just yeah. an arena you are really then limited particularly especially to pro esports there's not enough pro esports in australia like to sustain a 24 yeah. 7 business model agree. you can't you know be putting on a pro event every night and you can certainly not rely on third-party sponsorship money yeah to fund that business it can be always a nice part of a business, but it is not the business. Yeah. So we, when we understood that, we went, all right, well, how do we now build up all these other lines of revenue? Yeah. And, of course, you know, just selling food and drink can be a nice part of that, which we've seen in some other versions of this model. They're very – it's it's a minimal part of the business. Yeah. We want to make it quite, a, quite yeah. a substantial part of our business. Yeah.
1: Now, let's say – just a thought bubble. Um, someone walks in. Which one of the bars would they go to if they were thinking, I just wanted to meet some friends because I know that like X is on Twitch right now yeah. and we want to be able to walk in and just ask somebody, can we can yeah. you throw that on a TV?
2: Yeah. Is that so one you, of those things? You, yes. Um you'd most likely go to this sports bar which is adjacent to the Alienware arena. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's marketed. The the point I'll make here is that because we've got such a big venue, yeah. we've actually decided to kind of have separate identities and logos for yeah. different parts. So they all get sexy logos and, and are marketed like that. So yeah. the sports bar and the Alienware Arena is that eSports serious gamer zone. Yeah. And so you could easily sit in that sports bar. There's a giant screen there. And you might also find, depending on what's on that night, that the big nine by three meter monster screen is showing yeah, yeah. the competitive event, yeah. right? And um, yeah, whereas if you were coming to meet friends just for, a, say, a casual drink, board game, hang out on a Friday after work, and esports may be not really your thing or it's not your game tonight. You prefer a different game. Yeah. You can go to the tavern at Fortress Melbourne and just grab grab a burger down there and have a beer and sit in an environment that's a bit more casual, comfy chairs, whereas upstairs is the sports bar is more like a, a yeah. typical sports bar. Yeah. yeah. so And so is it
1: open uh, – like will it always be open 24 7 or is right.
2: it more of a you know lunchtime to yeah well we sort of think we, we, we've got the flexibility to sort of move the hours based on like what we understand yeah. about the audience so we think that from friday through to monday morning 24 right through yep and then we are at the moment thinking that on week monday tuesday wednesday thursday maybe till 3 3 a.m yep um and yeah, it'll depend. If yeah, we've yeah. got an event that's Yeah, if there's something ticketed, on, right? Yeah. yeah, there could be live from Korea, something happening, yeah, like StarCraft tournament yeah. or something. Yeah, might start at 2 a.m. Yeah. And we might ticket that or we may not. Yeah. And we're thinking also like we, we can open at midday, I think, here. I hope the city, I don't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. This is something in the contract that we have to open at either 11 or 20, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Every day, I mean. minimum. Yeah. But it could be 20. Yeah. So, you know, we thought, do we run, say, Free um, Fortress Academy classes at lunchtimes. Yeah, we also have a really important part of our business, which I forgot to mention is, we we think there's a huge um, interest it's from the schools, primary and high schools, in esports and team learning. Yeah, interest. so we see a, a big opportunity for schools to treat us as a place for excursions and have you know, buses and yeah. kids coming through and doing a three-hour program on you know teamwork and gaming. So mm. that's another big part of the model there as well, and corporate. Um, you know we know corporates get together and they do go karts or they do mini golfs and all that well now you can come and do something at fortress yeah, yeah. so there's that that's another big part of the model as well
1: yeah um, how critical is an event schedule in that sort of daily basis kind of a, a concept because it feels like you you want to be throwing crazy out of crazy, crazy yeah. critical yeah. so we
2: we actually talk about as a team we say we're actually in some regards an events an events company yeah yeah that's kind of what we are we've built a purpose built um arena and sort of facilities for events yeah so we've sort of engineered internally to think about ourselves in terms of those events and we've taken the lead from our um good friends at allied who they do that they that's how they see themselves that they're always seeing each night at um las vegas as being a sort of separate event and it's promoted like that Mm. friday night frags wednesday night fights ticketed events marketing it all around those big events so we're, that that's absolutely and from a business
3: perspective that's incredibly important from a from a from a partnership point of view as well right? Yeah. you know i talked about authenticity before but you know and, and we were talking about logos and you don't want to slap it on like a four one car you know <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's very important to to be considered and have good quality content that that truly resonates with your audience um that that we can work with and you know the the facilities now now we have streaming rooms we have full production facilities yeah. you know the esports level is probably the most logical place where you know i guess branding works you know yeah. and and when someone comes in casually or for a big tournament you know they'll see our logo that's that's good yeah but um but to all the other points about you know uh, making sure that we've got uh i guess a plethora of different uh, opportunities for different facets of the market and you're right yeah. you know the education university you know that's that's one but there's 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 many different facets to this and to be able to have good content that we can partner with that we might have been doing ourselves so it yeah. makes a logical way to partner up yeah. and, and really work together yeah. to improve the experience for that particular audience or segment, I mean, that's good business. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. connecting and the dots between absolutely. your
2: influencers and our people yeah.
3: and then using Fortress as a home base that just yeah. creates
2: an exponential effect here.
3: Like, for example, we have Alienware TV it's a global channel that's on not 24/7 but often. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can now, you know, yeah. Run go segments. live, run segments yeah. from from this venue as often as as we want within reason. So, yeah. so you know that that in itself is good for for us here in Australia. Yeah. Um but it's also good globally because you know, we can add good quality content to the global uh, yeah. business as well and yeah. also quite selfishly tout a little bit of a, Australia's magic out to the rest of the yeah, world, yeah. which is a good way. Like, yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to push forward yeah. the Australian experiences for the game. I mean, it's a good yeah. point in that global outreach sense that, you know, having w- worked myself
1: at a global publisher before, that Australia is a nice place to feed the evening audience into Absolutely. the US and then almost hand off to a European audience by the afternoon, that there's kind of interesting opportunities and there. And
3: funnily enough, we were doing that at PAX. So <laughs> yeah. so yeah. we've learned over the years that, we, you know, we've been live streaming and done things once a year yeah you know from packs and then again we talked about it earlier you know when we're looking at the opportunity when you start to look at the infrastructure that's downstairs and what we can now work with with fortress yeah Yeah. it's very exciting and it's 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 exactly what a good partnership needs for success yeah which is good sort of alignment in in values and what you're trying to achieve and and now the infrastructure to go put it into action both locally and globally.
1: Yeah, and so I know you you touched on the allied esports partnership. Yeah, um, you know, uh, I mean that's one example. Where are uh, like whether it's teams or different kinds of things? Like what other sorts of you know, like the streaming pods is another good example yeah. there. I'm sure there's one thing for people to hire those in one sense, but yeah. I imagine also you might be looking to then partner with you know influencers and
2: different kinds yeah, of I'll people to yeah. yeah. So um, so we have a great just as an example and. Certainly, Alienware do yep. with, all, with Melbourne Order, the team order. So yep. Yep. you know, um, one of the co-founders of uh, Fortress is a, is an owner or part owner of Order. So we've got great relationships with them, and yep. um, you know, lots of folks who are working now for Fortress come out of games uh, industry or gaming cultures and have got great connections in with you know um, important influences and and everything from you know the, the big name folks who can have got you know, thousands of followers to even just people. I mean, I, I personally play games that are, you know, Civ 6 and City Skylines <laughs> yeah. are sort of games that I love to play <laughs> and I've been saying, There's God damn it, I need, I want those, I want like classes <laughs> and I want like City Skylines yeah. um, people in there because <laughs> if you lift the hood onto, you know, so many cult games like that. Yeah. I mean, Farming Simulator has crazy amounts yeah. of people dig that game, right? Yeah. So you So we want those sorts of games too, you know, yeah. because there is just these... Communities that, if we just provide that that voice and provide that opportunity to bring them together for a, for a three hour session on, I mean, Civ Six of course is monstrous. Yeah, yeah. So you have a session on, you know, how to play the Phoenicians or something in Civ Six. I mean, you will have people turning up for that. You will, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we're loving all of these um, ways to activate spaces with um, those influencers and connectors that can bring communities with them, and that's part of that home idea is um, tapping the communities which we've worked hard on for. the last two years pretty much, making sure that by the time we open our doors, there's no no one will be out there going, oh, what? We didn't know about that or, you know, it's not having some sort of negative view because they weren't informed. We've done a stack of work bringing everybody on the journey with us. So, you know, warming engines up so that when we're ready and when we open... All these you know,
3: gaming communities go, yeah, love it. We've been waiting for this. We we want to be part of it. Yeah, and and look that point about order and and, and influences, et etc., and everything I was saying before. I mean, that's again why it's so interesting and exciting because, you know, as a brand, you have all these uh, you know key pillars, I guess, of uh, for your business and how you want to interact with your audience, and then when you have a place to bring that to life, yeah, you know, in in front of. Your your target audience, uh, you know, and they get to meet these people face to face, and and we see it at packs every year. I mean, yeah, it's exciting for the for the right people and the and the right audience. You know, it's it's a big deal to, to meet you know key people and from an influencer or from 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 order who we work with already. So yeah. there's there's just so much synergy. Um, and,
2: and bringing it, mainstream, I mean, uh, Like f- we're already having conversations because how many how many football players are gamers? And just having you this know like. Speaking you know, players coming in from Essendon or North or whatever and playing against, yeah. and, the, and the kids coming in and wanting to play against their heroes, no, no, excuse me, not kids, adults as yeah. well wanting to come and play their heroes. I mean, I've, I've got a lot of um, good friends and contacts from years in the music industry. have been taking some of them through and, you know, so many artists, music artists of, of huge named bands are passionate gamers and they're always looking for something to do when they're on tour, like, yeah. you know, after downtime yeah. or after a gig. And so I've been saying, you know, bring them to Fortress and just hang out and then some fans can meet them, but they're playing games. It's a great look. Yeah. yeah. I actually remember,
1: uh, I think it was, I can't remember which outlet it was, but somebody was telling me earlier in uh, last year that um, Billie Eilish, uh, when she toured last year, um, didn't do, basically did no interviews with any outlets locally. But one of them pitched on the idea of saying, can we just have a chat while we play some Mario Kart? And she actually went, I am in. Oh, yeah, there you that. go. There's so that strong. was the one interview she did? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Right,
2: and that's the kind of idea here. that yeah. so, many, um, so many impenetrable artists will actually relax and you know, over a game would be all over that. So yeah, yeah. so, yeah, lots of music opportunities there crossover.
3: <laughs> that's another thing. Stats again. But, but one of the, the key thing that we learned when we started doing uh, our research was, you know, I think it was 40%, 50%. I can't remember. We'll get you the, the data. Yeah. But, but casual, they do it for relaxation. You know, yeah. it's it's an it's now a, 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 a real way uh, to, to to wind down. Yeah, and um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's what I, I know. That's what I do when I get yeah, home. Agree.
1: Yeah. So, have I missed any cool bits of it that you know you feel like we need no, to make sure we, we shout out loud? No, <laughs> I think the
2: main ones was you know just the, the always eager to point out the the, the breadth of the offering. Yeah. So it's um, I think we covered that nicely. Yeah. That it's about the mix of. Um, you know, it's hardcore gaming and esports with that powerhouse of Alienware driving that um, elite piece. Yeah. But also right through to casual, mainstream, trying games, maybe even for the first time, yeah. but certainly on equipment that is white hot. Yeah. Um, so that there's this, you know, access points for people yeah. just to get into this thing that, you know, and, and not be shy to come yeah. along and have a go. So yeah. that's that's important, and I think we talked about that. Yeah,
1: actually, I think one thing that would be great is to touch on the accessibility stuff that you mentioned yeah. when we were walking around. I think really, really awesome for a gaming space to be set up yeah. to be inherently accessible.
2: Yeah, well, really just from the outset, what we said to the architects and the engineers, and it's part of you know a mandate, but also we were very passionate to say let's make sure that this is you know 100% compliant, no, no corners are cut, so we have DDA lifts, we have access points that make sure that disabled um, wheelchair access can even get on the stage, um, obviously with amenities and um, all the pathways and everything else uh, um, make life easier for folks who are in that condition. So um, lots of work done on that. And yeah. it was, and even hearing... Yeah, a, I love that you said on, the audio loop stuff. I don't know how many years, but we've got scores of like small Android cheapy phones but allow hearing access. So things like that that we just understood were required but then we also went let's like really double down and make sure that it's you know it's part of the part of the offering because it's a home for everyone
1: yeah 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 that's great um cool look I, yeah i feel like i've hit on most of the, i mean the, the main staging area i think so it's like a 6v6 type of a setup yeah. so i mean it's as broad as any main yeah.
2: team-based game needs it to be yeah that's yeah. funny because we for months until Really, almost to the point of construction, we'd actually only mapped out a 5v5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then someone tapped on the shoulder and said, Yeah, that doesn't work <laughs> for Overwatch. I was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So we had to do a bit of a scramble on that. And yeah, it was a bit, there's, and all along, there's a million war stories of, you know, just, yeah, yeah, just a, you know, last minute realizations and that. I mean, we're doing this, something that's never been done before. Mm. And, um, we think the next one's going to be a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. You know, getting the first one built is always yeah. going to be the hardest. Um, and so, I mean, I guess, you know,
1: well, one is, uh, have we got the official date locked in now? Someone will send that to me <laughs> yeah. quietly. Um, yeah. It's just, it's yeah, just we're just, yeah. It's, I can completely understand how yeah. you just walk through that place. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I, I just can't, we say early March. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, yeah. yeah, it's, what do you feel like are going to be some of the first like ten pole events off the back of, you know, that launch timing?
2: Uh, well, we've signed up E-League for a big um, uh, FIFA event in May. Yeah, cool. Um, we've got a big event, our own event called Fortress Fest yep. at the end of March. Again, that's still, yep. you know, just the needles are tiny. Just just to lock that 100% yeah. we can't say. But that's a that's our own big weekend sort of sure. street festival to yeah. launch the venue, which we're excited about. And we're actually in active conversations across the board with a number of different Games organisations about everything from just it just the act of just establishing establishing those regular weekly branded events that we yeah. want that are our own events and then booking in um, we've had chats with some of the biggest you know the ESLs the TGS and that to say okay yeah you know, we, we can work something out and throw you the keys and yeah, yeah, yeah. you can just that, and that and. There's obviously they've gone in and gone. Oh my god! Yeah, we love this. So yeah, yeah. we're we're just in the conversation point now to to try to start locking in more events as we've got closer to get open. And, yeah, yeah. And, and people rightly initially have always been a bit like, oh yeah, well that sounds interesting. And then they come and see the venue or yeah. whatever, go through the construction site, and then head explosion. <laughs> Where do we sign? Let's go. So that's been that's been a, a good a good um, advantage of being. Able to show people the construction site because it makes yeah. such a difference.
1: Yeah. Well, as it look, you know, as as a big nerd, I found walking through there definitely got me excited, and I do look forward to the idea that when I come to Melbourne in future, that there will be just that
2: casual bar Absolutely. that I know that's where I'll make a beeline to yep. to yeah. go and hang
1: out. <laughs> it's exactly
2: right. It's where anyone who's a gamer and, and we see, you know, Melbourne gets every weekend, especially like footy season, right? If the Crows or um, Brisbane Lions or the Swans or whatever are in town. A whole cohort, especially from Adelaide or there's thousands of like Crow supporters will yep. descend on Melbourne for and take a weekend out just yeah. to hang out around Melbourne, go to the footy, but just look for stuff to do. Yeah. Mm. So there's all this sort of Australian and local tourism as well as international tourism that we now become something on that Visit Victoria map. Yeah. And we've had great chats with them and City of Melbourne and they're just loving it. Yeah. So we, we're really pushing that something to do for tourists as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, right? Like, I mean, Melbourne as a city
2: so clearly has decided it wants to own esports and gaming in Australia. Want to own it? <laughs> and that was, you know, I mean, it's a thing. I mean, we're from Melbourne, so we, yeah, proud Melbournians wanted to do it. It's, it's easier to build something new in your own home city as yeah. well. Yeah. But um, but it's it's definitely the place to be for the, the industry today. It's growing in Melbourne, and um, and especially with esports and pro gaming, we think that certainly the the gravitational pull has now moved to Melbourne.